0: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
2: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, join the uh, record-breaking swarms who uh, listen to the John and Ken podcast, John and Ken On Demand, posted uh, shortly after 4 o'clock, and catch up on what you missed.
3: Hello. I love to start with this. I just do. It's one of my personal, fun things to do to John Kobelt. What were we talking about leading off the show exactly 24 hours ago at this moment? Oh, here we go. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't
2: remember the show as soon as I get in the car.
3: I know. I, I just enjoy that. I thought there might be a guess. Well, it was Biden falling down. Oh yes, yes. Well, say yes, it's a pretty easy one. It was a big story yesterday, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit you with something we do that's not quite as a uh, big headline. No, I went home and watched it some more. Uh, yeah, and uh, one listener piqued my curiosity when they wrote to us this afternoon uh about the biden fall and again if you don't know he was handing out diplomas to graduates of the air force academy in colorado and just after he finished he started to move to his left and then plunk plunk uh this listener said what's with biden's shoes and i went really and he sent the pictures the freeze pictures of the video (laughs) sure enough there's a couple of stories on the internet how would I describe this? He's as he after he fell over and he's sort of laying on his side, mm-hmm. you can see the bottoms of both of his shoes. And one of the, on the where the heel is is a large sort of rubber horseshoe shaped uh, piece to the shoe. Something to grip the ground better. Well, that's a theory, very good John Cobelt, that uh, apparently social media was set ablaze with theories. What Frankenstein shoes does Biden wear? I've never seen heels like that, said one person. Non slip shoes. That's the leading theory. Yeah. That they might have something. One person said, well, sometimes they're used to make you look taller, but Biden isn't. He's six feet tall. So, yeah, he doesn't uh, have a, a problem with that. Yeah. Other people, yes, clearly theorize that they added rubber to prevent falling. All right. The downside of that, though, is it can stick, it mm. can
2: catch. And, oh. and, it, and and then you stop short, and you could fall over if your m-
3: momentum is going a little too, uh, I see. too fast. They're not particularly thick, but the horseshoe shape is kind of funny because yeah. another person said they're actually magnets so he doesn't slip on the stairs going up on Air Force <laughs> One. He sticks to the metal stairs because <laughs> they look like magnets, although they're black. It's a black rubber sort of shape.
2: <laughs> well, I, uh, oh, you saw that he also bumped his head coming out of the helicopter a few hours later.
3: No, I did not. Oh, see Oh yes,
2: that. yes. Well, I did. I didn't see video of him doing it, but there was news reports about it, and there's photos of him holding his head oh. a few steps away from the helicopter. Yeah, he banged it, I guess, on the the roof. He's like rubbing it because it yes. was kind of <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then one news site today had a list of all the world leaders over the years who've uh, fallen in public, and it was it was it was highly entertaining. They had remember when Hillary Clinton collapsed. And they right. had to throw her in the back of the SUV like a sack of meat.
3: Right. Whenever
2: she passed out. Yeah,
3: and then yeah. there was
2: uh, Gerald Ford at the bottom of the stairs coming out of. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a famous one. Yeah, right. a, that's a. And then, I, and you know what? They don't. I guess they don't. Nobody. They didn't have the video. But he apparently skidded down several stairs. It was like boom, 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 boom. And oh. then he reached the bottom. But the photo they had was just him crumpled up at
3: the bottom. Well, I tell you, all you do is you look for, if you were to Google Biden falls, I forgot during election time in 2020 or right after he got elected, he fractured his right foot. He fell playing with the dog. Yeah. And they gave him a special shoe to wear back then. So, And then he had the bicycle uh, tumble. He had the bicycle tumble, right? It has a lot of like near falls, like stumbles. Well, They also threw in uh, Trump,
2: who uh, was shuffling down the ramp at one of these events. Very slowly, and and you know the anti-Trump crowd seized on it. It's like, hey, look at that! Uh, you know, Trump's uh, feeble; he can't even walk down the ramp anymore. Because that that same week, jo- Biden was seen jogging. Yes, right. So, so the uh, the partisans were playing that stupid game. But the thing was, I thought Trump had the good sense; he was holding on to the railing, right? You know, and, and he had he had uh, a, a uniformed guy standing next to him. And he said, he goes, look, the, the ramp was slippery. I at least had the
3: good sense. No. <laughs> not the rush. Not and try. Biden made fun of that. I remember he did. that.
2: Biden had he a did. comment about that, right? About but slipping. If, if Biden wasn't such an ego bag, he should have like an armed officer escorting him. It would look normal, like right part of the ceremony. And he should just take his time and go down. Yeah. You don't have to show how vigorous you are. Nobody believes it anyway. <laughs> this, this is what he does. He does these these really quick little scoots to show. Look at that. I'm I'm not 80. I got the energy of a much younger man. And you don't. You can't do it anymore.
3: So well, get, get an escort and just shuffle along. Remember that insider story that uh, he was very upset that there was so much talk about his age? He's very sensitive to it. That's probably why he does these little things, like tries to scoot along and act like he's real. And he rides that bike in public because he wants to make it look like, look, I I get my exercise. I'm still out there at 80 bicycling around. Don't don't consider me to be old and feeble.
2: If he keeps that up, he's going to be in a coma. You know, one bang of the head. He's lucky the way he fell. All the all, all old people are one fall away from uh, flatlining. <laughs> he's yeah. heavy.
3: Yeah, he, he made a heavy. joke later when he got to the White House, too. Yeah. I got sandbagged because he's still telling people that he tripped over something left a sandbag on yeah, the stage. If that's and, true. And he tripped, he tripped over. But, but uh, yeah, you know, he's one of the, it seems like presidents always golf. He doesn't golf, right? I know Clinton golfed and Trump golfed. Did Bush yeah, Ob- golf? Obama golfed. Yeah, Bush oh, did. Obama golfed obsessively. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Now Biden doesn't golf. We always have presidents that golf, which you <laughs> the elite sphere that they normally uh, uh, come from. Well, we got a lot of great stuff on the show today. We're going to talk about a lawsuit over giving people a universal basic income. I was kind of waiting for this to happen because if anything is blatantly wrong by actually uh discriminating uh against certain classes of folks and giving them taxpayer money for a special reason this would be it we'll find out more about that in the three o'clock hour Yeah, aren't we got... you got
2: tired of giving money away to losers
3: uh yeah i don't do it as a matter of course yeah so. no, I,
2: I i'm fed up with giving out money to losers <laughs>
3: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
2: We're on the air from 1 until 4 on the radio, after 4 iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast.
3: Yeah, uh, the Moistline folks are going to come back. Uh, we did round up enough, I guess, for the Moistline to play at 320. and uh, Again at three fifty on hit this the, short, the week,
2: minimal requirement for uh, broadcast. Yeah, uh, it
3: okay. looks like it. Uh, yeah. We don't know what the quality will be, but we certainly have uh, with, with quantity. <laughs> we just have to fill the the dead airspace. That's all. Oh, you can only find a column like this in the noted wonderful media outlet known on the John and Ken show as the El Segundo Times. This is Jack Fleming. Jack Fleming covers. Luxury real estate for the Times. That's his thats his beat. A Midwestern boy at heart, he was raised in St. Louis and studied journalism at the University of Missouri. Before joining the Times as an intern in 2017, he wrote for the Columbia Missourian and Political Europe. Wow. Why we talk about Jack Fleming well, because... Well, he probably works really cheap then. As you know, uh, dopey L.A. city voters voted in yet another tax for the homeless. Measure ULA, which took effect on April 1st. Now, some are calling it the mansion tax. It's what they refer to as a transfer tax on all property sales above $5 million. That would be 4%. And a 5.5% tax on sales above real estate or property transfers of $10 million. And after this uh, passed... And sometime in March, before it took effect, or April, we noted a couple of stories that there weren't too many property sales in L.A. above these levels uh, for that time period. uh, Or there were plenty of them, but there were none after the tax took effect in April. There was, I think, one in the month of April, something like that. there was a
2: slew of high-end sales in March. April 1st comes Nothing. Phones are not ringing at the real estate office because the rich people unloaded any properties that they considered selling. They unloaded them in
3: March. And as Jack Fleming writes, well, of course, who would be the rich people in L.A.? They'd probably often be celebrities with large real estate holdings, even celebrities known for their liberal ideals. And humanitarian crusades happened to sell for whatever reason right before the tax went into effect. Dim, Jack Fleming is really
2: dim. Well, because... He, he uh, repeatedly in this article, he's astonished that these liberal wealthy cele- West Side liberal celebrities who, who, would not gladly pay the tax. Who right. Donate so much to charities and he even goes through the charities that they contribute to. It's like, do you understand, dim Jack Fleming, that celebrities don't mind giving to charity? They want to give to charity. They don't want to give it to that black hole of government where their money disappears and helps no one. I guess coming from the Midwest, he's one of these guys like, yeah, yeah, the government's good. I trust the government. They're always trying to do the right thing. No, no, not in L.A., Jack, not in California. Maybe in Missouri they do that, not here. They suck out the money, and uh, they do nothing good with it.
3: So then the article takes another twist where he basically tries to say, well, they have accountants and consultants, and that's who's responsible for this. That's their jobs. They make careers out of helping the rich keep their riches. Chuck Collins, senior scholar at the Institute for Policy Studies. Who hires these people? These think tanks just amaze me. Uh, the thing that makes rich people different from you and I is that they have a whole industry focused on helping them minimize their taxes. Like, this was a big discovery, that, that there would be such people out there to help the wealthy minimize their taxes. But these are wealthy liberal celebrities. They should okay. gladly pay. So, so Jack Fleming, the way he was baffled by this was, was
2: funny. Because in one paragraph, he writes, uh, some whose houses sold before the law took effect have spent many millions more on charity than the amount they saved in avoiding the tax. In other words, as if they're
3: equal. Right. Yeah.
2: What's the big deal? It's not that much tax. It's only a couple of million. You know, somebody like Brad Pitt spends many more millions helping
3: out the the poor. Well, that's what this guy explains. Uh, when a Hollywood star known for giving millions to charitable causes sells their mansion days before it be subject to a big tax, oh, it's likely a result of wealth advisors suggesting oh. they sell it to a, as a financial maneuver.
2: See, Fleming didn't want you to think that the celebrities are bad and That's greedy. Right. It's like, oh, it's those evil wealth advisors. They were advisors.
3: steered there by their wealth advisors. Yes,
2: the wealth advisors are actually manipulating them. <laughs> no, no, see, um, the celebrities hire the wealth advisors on purpose in order to protect them from these kind of government
3: scams, because that's what this is. And it really is about picking and choosing. You can pick the charity you want to get to. In fact, some of these celebrities have mentioned it's their own charities. So obviously they give big money because they uh, believe in their own causes. Uh, but to, yeah, to turn it over to the city of Los Angeles, that sinkhole? Get out of here. I yeah. can see some of them saying, I give them enough. He, well, he's got, got one here. They don't pay an income tax to the city, but they pay property tax. They go to the county to the city. But Ma- anyway. Mark Wahlberg founded the Mark
2: Wahlberg Youth Foundation. But then he unloaded his his mansion and saved $3 million in taxes. Well, if he's he's going to... I think he took his
3: whole family to... I forget where. Yeah. He 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 made
2: the news. He moved to another state. I think it was Nevada. But this is what Jack Fleming didn't understand is, if it's the Mark Wahlberg Youth Foundation, probably he has some oversight. Probably he he has a lot of say in
3: that money, right? He keeps
2: track of where the money's going and if it's benefiting everybody. But you send it to uh, Karen Bassetti's Black Hall... Of homelessness, you're never oh, going to but... see it again.
3: And that same guy vomiting in front of your house is going to be there tomorrow. Oh, we shake our head at Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has donated millions through multiple foundations over the years. Five million to Katrina refugees. A million to Doctors Without Borders. But he sold his Hollywood Hills home for $39 million in the last days of March. By doing so, he avoided a $2.145 million tax bill. Imagine that, a $2 million just tax bill for selling your house. (laughs) Wouldn't you do
2: that? Yeah, and so what they're getting is the L.A. Times scolding them. They're not paying their
3: fair share And the homeless are not going to get this additional money. This was going to cure homelessness. yeah, We were right there on top of this, and now the celebrities abandoned us. This This
2: is what makes me crazy, this blind belief in government when they run stories constantly how the government has squandered the tax money. Everybody at the L.A. Times knows, every writer, every editor, the owner, the columnist, they all know that Los Angeles has squandered billions and gotten nothing for it when it comes to homelessness. And yet they write these articles trying to embarrass and
3: chastise the celebrities. And he finally gets to it. One reason why some wealthy L.A. residents may prefer charity over taxation is that they can control how the money is spent. Back to this guy Collins. Tax is a democratic system where other people make decisions. Private charity is not accountable to anyone but you. It gets into the mindset of nobody should tell me what to do. Exactly. what's wrong with that? Yes. The way he wrote that,
2: nobody should tell. Yes, you're right. Nobody should tell me what to do. Nobody. Not, not uh, Jack Fleming, not the L.A. Times editor, not a celebrity. It's my money. I earned it. I get to decide how much I want to give to someone. You're not going to shame me into it. You're not going to embarrass me. You're not going to expose me. It's not your freaking money. You go earn money. Give it to whoever you want. Go pay all the taxes. <laughs> pay, you know, pay pay 100% of your, your uh, income in taxes if you want. I don't care. But don't go bugging me. It's not your business.
3: And yeah. also, they do finally mention at the end funneling money into a foundation, such as Bill and Melinda Gates, or a school, such as Kane West, Kanye West. You can save on both uh, estate taxes and income taxes because then you get a deduction for uh, a charitable donation. Right. So, well, that's why they have those deductions to encourage people to give. To exactly to why give. they work very well for that reason. Like, but well, it's well, just and the, just the theme of this to me was why would anyone, especially with all that wealth, not want to help LA cure homelessness? <laughs> With this brand new tax, this mansion tax, it's going to make a big difference, I'm sure, in getting people off the
2: streets. The Wall Street Journal had an article that we'll get to later. Here's the headline. Oh, yeah,
3: right. That's a good one.
2: California spent $17 billion on homelessness. It's not working. There you go, Jack. Open up a real newspaper like the Wall Street Journal, and you'll figure out why even the Hollywood celebrities have decided not to uh, blow money. Uh, on uh, Karen Bass's uh, homeless
3: black hole. I'm surprised that at some point Jack Fleming didn't write, well, Brad Pitt, he could have taken that... uh huge uh, hollywood hills home and instead of selling it he could have housed the homeless in there that's, that that'll be the next there's article. plenty of homeless in hollywood
2: we're going to get stories about the square footage of the mansions that rich people have and how many homeless people could live in those uh, twenty thousand square foot mansions <laughs> that's, that, that's that's going to be the next one because it's up to jack fleming and the la times editors what
3: you do with your money and who lives in your house Alright, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. The
5: iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years.
4: lifelock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own join now and save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com news that's lifelock.com news to save up to 25 percent identity theft
5: protection starts here snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring You're listening to John and Ken On
4: Demand from KFI AM 640.
2: Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 till 4 after 4 o'clock. The iHeart app is the iHeart app. Now you keep doing that the H. John and Ken podcast. John and Ken On Demand. iHeart app. iHeart app. I yeah, if app. you
3: say it really fast, it could come out iHeart app. <sighs> Coming up after 2 o'clock, and John mentioned it a few minutes ago, front page in the Wall Street Journal. billion California spent on homelessness, and it ain't working. Yeah. It did a detailed look at our problem with this stupid way we spend money on homeless. So for those
2: of you uh, buffoon voters out there who vote for uh, Proposition H, Proposition HHH, Proposition ULA on the wealthy people, stop doing that. All the money's been wasted. You've done no good. All you've done is stolen money from people.
3: Uh, We have a story this afternoon that uh, the ports are shutting down. Uh, The port of Oakland definitely shut down this morning. Not enough labor. Operations in Los Angeles, according to CNBC, were reported to be closing. This is NBCLA, including a few other terminals in the port of Wanimi. Uh, This, of course, is the labor dispute. We told you about this before. Now, with the L.A. ports, I know, I don't know the Bay Area port story as well, but um, they're basically doing a work action because they're not happy with the long negotiations for their new labor contract. And when it comes to the Los Angeles ports, L.A. and Long Beach, they don't want any automation. And they've been fighting that forever. It's not just about wages. It's about uh, those who run the ports have been considering trying to bring the port's into the 21st century okay because many ports around the world particularly in asia have a lot of automated uh you know uh,
2: facilities i was listening this morning uh, to the business one of the business channels and there was a guy on and he was talking about which companies are going to benefit long term from uh artificial intelligence right because it's not just the companies that are creating the artificial intelligence Right, uh, but it's the companies that will use the artificial intelligence in uh, making the automation equipment, right, who will be executing the programming. okay? And he was listing these stock picks, and he says, I, in effect, what he said was, "I don't think people realize what's coming here." He goes, like the industrial revolution, this is going to be the automation revolution, and it's going to completely change." Many, many, many people's lives, the jobs that they have, how companies are structured, the equipment that's used, because this is just so much more efficient and so much faster to use artificial intelligence that that the way, uh, you know, a factory is laid out, any kind of business is laid out is going to be gone. It's going to be completely redesigned as the artificial intelligence improves and becomes more widespread. So there's a lot of people's jobs that are going in the, uh, in the shoot. They're, they're yeah, going to be gone.
3: And it's I mean, artificial intelligence, as you describe it, can take forms. It, we even joked that it could take over the news and the Johnny Kent show. Technically, No, could, fine. Good. By sort of spitting out issues that we talk about every day based on the algorithms and the... Sure. The database of information. I'm sure know. we could be replicated. Now with the ports, it's a combination of that and just actual machine automation where instead of, you know, these big lugs with their forklifts uh, mm-hmm. loading the crates and the shipping right. crates, uh, you could actually have robots sure. and other automated devices right. doing that. And, just and, like, you know, if you go to the airport, you could probably find one day, did the baggage handlers get replaced by some sort of automated system? So so you have five shoot guys the bags off the plane down the ramp and to the baggage claim area. And
2: so but, you have five guys working instead of 500 guys. So this this business analyst was saying that you know you, you there's some people who want to ban artificial intelligence or heavily regulate it and he goes you can't do it because all the other countries are still going to go forward. Like you said, Asia, right? Asia's automating its ports, which means the Asian ports are more efficient, they'll be less expensive to run. The unions can't hold us back forever with their 20th century ideas because we've got to compete with the whole globe here. And if everybody is running ahead of us using automation and artificial intelligence, we can't have a a bunch of angry guys in a picket line on the dock keeping us from from competing. That's not going to work.
3: There were so many problems obviously during the pandemic, as you remember all those uh, cargo ships were backed up outside the port of LA and Long Beach. That uh, frustrations mounted, and some of the and some of that was because there's not enough automation. Some of that was, obviously, a lot of it had to do with many other things involving COVID. But now some are sending their goods to other ports in the United States, even though we're closer to Asia than you know, where a lot of this stuff is made. But they they're still sending them like to the to the southern ports mm-hmm. yeah. because they really don't want to deal with this anymore. The
2: world is going to work around you. It may feel good in the moment to be on the picket line and shaking your fist in the air. Uh, And making uh, demands. But eventually, Um, uh, the world moves on without you. Uh, Stuff doesn't have to come here. It can go somewhere else. And because somewhere else is automated and more efficient, it may be cheaper, even if the boat has to travel a further distance. It may ultimately cost less money.
3: The Port of Oakland, which is the main focus of the story, because we know for sure that uh, they had to shut down today. They didn't have enough workers. Uh, They actually had seen... A stronger they thought a stronger second half of twenty twenty three was coming to the cargo that moves through there. It is the eighth largest in the country. Uh, it uh, imports uh, stuff from uh, Australia, uh, aluminum from South Korea, clothing electronics and furniture from China uh, and they were they were thinking that we we're gonna start businesses starting to look up, but a big day too, apparently for ag exporters. Oh, John, that's probably the nuts that go to a. Uh, What's your favorite nut to the oh, almonds Almonds. Almond, that, yes. that go over to Asia? The yeah. almonds
2: that take uh, 11% of our water supply.
3: That's a lot of the uh, California ag crops You know, are I, exported out of the Oakland port to other countries. The union
2: workers ought to refuse to uh, load those boxes.
3: Uh, hey, but what is
2: going to happen when artificial intelligence takes hold? And it will. And this massive automation revolution happens, because that will happen too. What are all these people going to do? Because <laughs> a lot of these people don't have college educations, right? And there is, there's there's going to be fewer college-educated oriented jobs too. Right. Um, I just read today c- computer programmers who've been learning all the different languages and the coding styles over the last 40 years. Right, You're all out right. of business. Artificial intelligence comes uh, on its own. They don't need you anymore.
3: All right, we got more coming up John and Ken KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640.
2: On the radio from 1 till 4. After 4, John and Ken on demand the podcast.
3: Commercial in there for the male pubic region. What, what 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 were they selling? The grooming to keep your <laughs> junk uh, groomed, <laughs> your junk area. They called it the male, pu- uh, the male pubic region, <laughs> and and you call it the junk area. No, check he said junk. they did too. They said they said <laughs> what they called. Yeah, it? they use the word. Yeah, if your if your male pubic region is looking like junk, is how they put it. Right. In yes. the yeah, so I think it was a Gillette product. It sounds uh, oh interesting. Sheesh. Yeah. Everything, John, has to be groomed. We have to. Does it all have to be discussed? Well, we really have, you know, we get the homeless who completely don't groom, and now we got people that are obsessed with these things thanks to social media now and ways that they think they can look better. It's really quite a wacky world. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, the leads, one of the lead stories today in the Wall Street Journal is headlined, California spent $17 billion on homelessness. It's not working. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that story. We'll also tell you that Walgreens... Strikes back against the shoplifting problem. Will this be what a store near you looks like? This is coming up in the big two o'clock hour. I have to say I've traveled recently, and this happened three times. Somebody got on the plane, and they said to the flight attendant, I'm getting out of here because I want to go somewhere where it's sunny. Now, how many times living in Southern California have you heard anybody say that? But I heard that three times in a Really. Yes, apparently the gray skies that we've been seeing, and it's more than just the coastal areas, some of it has crept over further and further into L.A. reaches. This may be a new record. In fact, I heard today, I'm trying to remember the exact quote, but the number of 80-degree days in L.A., Southern California, has not been this low this part of the year since 1919. Is that right? Breaking 80 (laughs) degrees has been... Pretty oh. rare so far well, this year. I, I thought I thought the Earth was warming. Well, you know that's probably why I brought this all up. <laughs> what what happened? The climate to that? experts are telling us that everything's getting warmer and it's going to be horrible. And there's drought and heat and <laughs> yeah, right. I remember Jerry Brown at the apocalypse? It's going to be 120 day after day. He,
2: he, in fact, he I think he went all the way up to 135.
3: Oh, did he really? <laughs> yes, he went on a rant and it was he it hit 135. It's probably good because you can hit 120 in places like Vegas and, you know, out there in Death no. Valley. But 135 is that, probably that you know, the, would th- r-
2: be the all-time U.S. record, 135.
3: Uh, here's the story. It wasn't us, but it's close by. San Diego was the cloudiest city in the lower 48 states in May. And L.A. wasn't too far behind. That puts it in perspective, doesn't it? That we were the cloudiest oh, place it's, it's the marine in the lower layer. 48 states. It is the marine layer, which apparently has been hanging around. And it often does. That's why people say May gray and June gloom. Yeah. It's... But this kind of started even February and March. And it's been kind of dragging right. on through the whole year. And then after the rain ended, we just got clouds. We never really had a spring.
2: We, we didn't, no. No. And and, and uh, today, we were walking along uh, Santa Monica. And uh, the sun started coming out early. And suddenly, it warmed up a lot as soon as the sun came out. And yes. I felt like I shot up about 15 degrees. And I thought, well, yeah, it's June. So if the sun ever comes out, it's going to get really warm. But we just haven't had that gradual increase. We're just right. going to go from really, really chilly to really warm in, in a matter of days.
3: Uh, Long term weather records show San Diego's overall average cloud cover in May was 63.9%. The high temperature at San Diego's airport only reached 70 degrees twice last month. Its overall average of 66.5 degrees, tied for the fifth coolest mm-hmm. on record. Yeah. LAX was tied for second place with Greensboro, North Carolina at 75% cloud cover. Mm. Wow, look so at that. What happened to global warming? Uh, this is a mystery. Huh? Now, the it Times sounds- the Times finally did a story uh, trying to explain oh my what John God. had mentioned, the marine layer. Did you read that? Uh, it's very complicated. Very yes. complicated. I, I started to read it, but by the fifth paragraph, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, explaining uh, the ocean layers, the air layers. What is all these...
2: what is wrong with the editors at the LA Times? You got to make
3: something digestible for the average person. Now,
2: I know a lot about weather, but I hit a wall on this thing. It's like I don't know what they. Ah, see,
3: I was counting on you to do a little deciphering of this. Uh, they actually had a little picture, a little graphic I there. Kinda so. got, I kind of
2: got the idea, but it was worded so densely and just so. It's such a. There's a way to explain these complex. Uh, uh, a way to explain all these conditions in a simple manner, not because you have to treat people like simpletons, but we don't all have advanced degrees in meteorology. So we wow. are not familiar with the jargon, the, you know, the terminology. And uh,
3: uh, it says here, the Southland's deep marine layer during the last few days has been the result of onshore flow and upper level low pressure. Hmm. Such a trough of low pressure in an area of rising air in the atmosphere above the marine inversion. There you yeah, go. Okay, everybody's lost. The marine inversion. Everybody went off the ramp there. Yeah, (laughs) this is the next sentence. The decreased air pressure above the inversion lid allows the inversion to rise and deepen. Mm -hmm. If the inversion rises and weakens too much, it dissipates. Then the marine layer is broken up and the gray sky. My inversion rose this morning. uh, (laughs) Really? And by afternoon,
2: it had deepened.
3: Was anybody there with you? (laughs) No, it was just me. Uh, Because another big story this week is, and it's not just us, the country's hearing about it, the return of El Nino to... To okay, the United that, States, that's a that's a story for the autumn. That's not a story uh, for, for May. I and guess June. W- because it starts to form is why they jump okay, on it. I know
2: now. They're, now they're six months ahead trying to.
3: But it up. could be a weak El Nino or a strong El Nino. Oh, in other words, we don't know. We, well, of course, we never know. No, the we point don't of this whole segment is that they just don't know. They can't tell you what it's going to do in two days. How are Here, they going to tell you what's going to do in six months? Here's a here's a quick explanation of the inversion. You have warm air. Up above,
2: trapping cool air down below. That's what we have. Yeah, that's true. And the yeah. and and because the air is supposed to get cooler as you go up in altitude, mm-hmm. but now it's getting warmer as you go up in altitude. Hence, it's, it's an inversion. It's ah. the opposite of what it's supposed to be.
3: I knew you'd get us through this. But I did that in five and eight seconds, didn't I? Well, you should be the weather writer for the El Segundo Times. Or... It should be. I'm sure that pays really well. All right, when we come back, the Wall Street Journal takes a look at California's homelessness spending. We call it the homeless industrial complex. $17 billion, and it's not working. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark,
2: live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.
3: Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
0: for complete terms.